Mail-In Podcast. It is March 16th. I'm your host, Brad Merriman. In front of me, the lovely Sally DeFreeze. Hey, Sally. What's up? How are you? I'm doing great. That was like a, I'm not doing great, but I am doing great. What was that? What was that? Well, I just checked my credit score. Ooh. And survey says? It's fine. Same. Yeah. I used to have a great credit score, and then I had a little... uh. <clears throat> Incident? Sitch. Oh, okay. Uh, no, it's fine. Have you ever heard about my sitch, which has resulted in my credit score being bad for years? No, what was your sitch? I had a, uh, a bundle of student loans uh-huh. that they had the non-updated um, contact information to, okay. put that way. So my apartment in Boston that I had not lived at for three years was getting all of my like hey, why aren't you paying us notices? And I just didn't realize that I had this bundle that was due at all. Yeah. So I, I, the biggest issue was, and it's not for a ton of money, it was for like nine grand total. Yeah. But um, they were all, it was bundled into, it was bundled stuff. into 11 different loans, Ooh. which were, so I would basically, I was late 11 times a month for three years. Was so your credit score like four, like no, I mean it was in it was in the fives. Yeah, when I looked for the first time, and I was like, "What in the world?" Like I applied for a credit card to move to New York City with. Yeah, and that was the first time I was like, "Uh, you know, Dad, why do we? Why is my credit score this?" He's like, "Do you do you even have credit besides the loans we're paying off?" I was like, "Yeah," um, and so we called, uh, you know, a, a bureau, and they're like, "Oh yeah, well, how about this loan?" We're like, "What loan?" Yeah. And they're like, yeah, you should probably uh, update that. So, so still working that one through, but I think it's seven years. So seven it should years. be. Yeah, I'm pretty pretty darn close for that being off my uh, record. Yeah, yeah, psyched about that. But yeah, that's gonna hurt for another year. Mine actually was also a late payment oh, on, yeah? on a mascara from Nordstrom. Oh, you had one of those credit cards. Yeah, I, I literally bought a mascara, thought my credit card was on auto pay. It was not. Oh, no. And I was like postpartum and didn't realize. Oh, this is recent. <laughs> this was like a couple months ago. And my credit course score plummeted so hard that I thought that my identity had been stolen until I realized. Come on. <laughs> then I realized that I hadn't paid my Nordstrom card. That Literally the only thing I had charged to it was a mascara. No way. Yeah. Oh, that's brutal. it's actually it like it's it for a couple months was not great and now it's like back up. Yeah. But I'm in the middle or I just refinanced my student loans, so I've had a couple Shouts. of hard inquiries. Those are yep. tanking it too. I you know what the the dumbest thing is when there's all these new like like spending trackers or this mm-hmm. or that or like you go to inquire about like I refinanced some credit card debt last year. And hard inquiries from like these random Instagram apps that are like, oh, we can help. Fuck your credit score. So I had like three hard inquiries in a month, like in a day when I was looking at this stuff. Yeah. And I think they say they're supposed to be soft, but no, they were just hard. Well, and if you do, at least for me, when I was looking at different banks to like refinance mm-hmm. with, um, if you do multiple in a two week period, they only count as one. Oh, that's nice. They're supposed to. Uh, so that you can like shop around for what? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, no. credit is stupid. Like, who was like, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna make it impossible for people to like, because like, what if you just like want to live your life off the grid? 
and then you don't have credit and then you they can't get a loan sorry can't buy a house yeah unless you pay cash yeah what a what a system eh but but i now like obsessively check my credit score oh that's see I can't, I can't do that. Because now I, I'm like, what am I going to miss? Like, what if I miss something? And I probably mm -hmm. should be better about, I used to be really good about like checking all my credit card statements and bank accounts and stuff to make sure that there's like nothing. But the way that mm -hmm. I spend money now on shit for Fritz, there's like probably stuff that I'm buying that I like don't recognize the name of. <laughs> for example, uh. the Smart Dancing Cactus I just bought for Fritz and my nephew. Oh, okay. And it came from China. China. Like a front. There's like a website that I bought it from that's like a front for some, you know, Chinese company. Of course, yes. And I just got it after ordering it a month ago. And Supply I'm, chain issues. I'm fairly certain <laughs> that the thing I bought, so it's like this little plush cactus and it dances and it sings, but it also okay. can repeat back to you what you say. Would well, uh, you are in deep with the Chinese government. Well, I didn't realize that till I just got it. And it was like, I was telling my babysitter about it. And then it was repeating everything we no said. No way. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> I, I just introduced like a freaking microphone from China yeah, to our house. <laughs> <laughs> you got Fritz in deep with the CCP. I mean- now, like, we're, I wow. mean, China already has all my information, but now they definitely have all my information. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Like, 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 as long as you have a phone in your pocket, your privacy's toast. Let's, let's be right. real here. Wow. That's wild. It's Did you, like, throw creepy. it out? No, because it's, like, pretty cute, and I feel like Fritz is really going to like it. Rosie does not like it. Our dog. What, if Rosie barks, will it bark back at her? I don't know, actually. That's a good oh, point. So, she okay. didn't bark at it. She just kind of cowered at it and was like, oh, shit. Like... But the thing Man. is, so that there's two of them because I okay. bought one for Bane, one for Fritz. But sure. Happy birthday, Bane, by the way. Yeah. Um, when one starts dancing because it copies what the other one does, they both start dancing. No and, way. And like singing after each other. So it, so wait, wait, wait. So it not only does it repeat back your words, it copies the dance moves. Yes. So there's a camera involved. No, it's, it's not. Well, it just does this like wiggle thing. But because it's like <laughs> playing the same music as the other one, they're both just like, it looks like oh one of those like God. blow up like. Oh, the inflatable tube yeah. things? Yeah. Um, Yikes. Yeah, it was maybe not the smartest purchase, but no, like- No, it's I, fine. It, he, his, all of our privacy is toast anyway. I, I just live with it now. Yeah. Like when I get served ads, I'd rather be served stuff that I want to buy Well, because they know my thoughts and, and fears. So this is the thing. I, I bought this dumb thing like a mm. month ago thinking I would have plenty of time for it to come for Bane's birthday. And then I realized when I got the tracking that it was coming from China and I was like, fuck, it's going to take forever. And yep. like now sure like, this sketchy China website has all my information. But then I found it on Amazon Prime like a day later that I could have gotten in a single day shipping situation. So yeah. it came a month later and I was like getting really annoyed. But then I, today when I was trying to figure out how to work this thing, got on Amazon and read the reviews and apparently... Because it's like listening to people and stuff. It's got all these songs loaded on it. And people were like, uh, there's some Polish song on here that's like full of cuss words. <laughs> so like, I don't know what I just introduced into our house, but. Oh my God, Sally. I think you, I almost want to see. Can you send me a video a of this video thing in action? It. Do you want to see it? Not, not right now. I not do want after the, the pot. pot. But here, you can see what it looks like. Oh yeah. that Wow. It's a cute it cactus. It goes like this. 
it wiggles and talks to you. I obviously saw it on Instagram. Of course. But it wasn't an ad on Instagram. A girl that I follow was like her baby had it. And I was like, oh, I got to get that thing. That's crazy. Um, Speaking of Instagram, this is kind of where I was going with that privacy thing. You subscribe to the theory that they're they're listening to you, right? Yes, and apparently they're not. They say they say that it's really all about the way that they like triangulate what people around you are searching and like what you spend more time like if you look at a web page for longer than normal. You know what I'm saying? Like all all that all that made sense. I've just had too many instances of being at a, a dinner. Like, for example, I was at a bar this past weekend. Actually, I was at, uh, uh, what's it called? Kitty Trail Ice House uh-huh. in Dallas. One of my favorite bars I've ever been to. So cool. Yeah. And it was four of us. We were talking about renting an RV for the College World Series to go to Omaha. Uh-huh. And the next morning, didn't, didn't touch anything on my phone, except we talked for, for hours about doing that. Okay. And sure enough, my, my Instagram story was RV. Well, so dealers and rentals. Supposedly it's that um like if you and I are talking about something, yeah. and then I look it up, but that I would mirror make, you. Yeah, that would make sense. Then that's how the but I don't know that that's... There has to there's there's something and and I'm a, like people are like freaked out. I'm okay with it because it, it was it was helpful. I was like, "Oh, okay." No, someone but, someone an influencer I follow literally the other day I was like, if you are look like actively searching mm-hmm. for an outfit, just say it aloud to somebody that like you need a wedding dress for like oh, a yeah. like a black tie wedding and then you'll start being served all of these ads for black tie wedding dresses that like yeah. of websites you already shop at. Yeah. She was like, honestly, Instagram's my favorite personal shopper because I just like mention it to somebody and then I'm getting served all these ads for exactly what I've been looking for. Ice cream cake, Sally. Just I want an ice cream cake so bad. It's not even funny right now. That's my favorite type of cake. If if uh if Fritz's birthday party has ice cream cake at it, I will be thrilled. See, I think though that your so phone may go. know that you're trying to trip it up. Like now um, it, it knows could. the inflection in your voice because it's like I know that he's lying. There, some guys like, oh nope, not gonna give it to him. Nope, won't do it. No, I I you know, like I'm I'm okay with it. I'm okay with enough personal information of like desires and wants and needs out there to be super tailored. To my like shopping online experience, I'm yeah. fine. I'm fine with it. I mean, we're getting some real black mirror territory. I just, right, like, as long as if you have a phone in your pocket, your privacy is over anyway. Like, right. Don't I even don't even try to prefer you know. not to think about like get too deep into like how my information is being used against yeah. me. I, I they like we're so get, like, we're really also sad. we're so in, insignificant in the whole grand scheme of things. It's just like yeah, but we may be significant. Think about like like. How they use Who? Facebook to like put you in an echo chamber. Oh yeah. Oh I I mean and then sway elections. <laughs> they do that. They certainly do that. Yeah. Looking Staring at, right at, looking at you. Looking at you, Grandma. Cambridge Analytica. Ooh, there you go. Yeah. Well, if you're swayed by Facebook <laughs> information, then we gotta talk. <laughs> Anyway. Yeah. That's a whole different conspiracy theory podcast. It sure is. Uh, how about the mail-in, Sally? Do you want to do that? We could do I that, kinda I kind of like guess. the Brett and Sally talk show, to be honest with you. But let's jump in. We could do like a whole conspiracy theory like mail-in, though, if people like wanted to like write in about that. We could, We certainly, we could do, I we talked about this, doing more themed mail-ins. Yeah. We could do a uh, conspiracy mail-in. 
Conspiracy hour. Shouts to uh, Circling Conspiracies. Okay. Let's do this. Hey, guys. Maya, I might be moving apartments and living with three roommates instead of one. What's the best way to decide who gets a master bedroom, parking spot, uh, et cetera? Do you roll the dice and decide if somebody wants to pay $100 extra a month? What is the fair situation here? Thank you, guys. I feel like, no offense, you like to, like, you're good at this. Yeah. You know who should get what and how to get there and why. My first thought of this question is don't live with three other people. Sure. But that's not what they're asking. Circumstances us. provide. Um, but here's what we did. And I actually, <laughs> the last time I lived with like more than one person. Yeah. So actually the, the people, the two girls I was living with when I went, Will, um, and mm-hmm. Then after that, I only lived, I lived with a girl for a year. We like both of us never lived there. And then I haven't had a roommate since then. Okay. Um, we lived in a townhouse in Houston mm-hmm. and there was a master bedroom up on the top floor. It was, I mean, my bedroom alone, just the room was at least the size of this room. Oh, wow. Actually, probably like my whole bedroom suite with like closet, et cetera, was like the size of this whole office. It was huge. Not bad. I had... A huge, huge bedroom, a massive walk-in closet, Mm -hmm. a second closet in my bathroom. Come on. And then a huge, huge bathroom, like massive with like a shower and a bathtub. Brett, guess what I was paying for a month? What? Like 900 bucks? 1200. Oh my God. For like basically the penthouse. Were you like in the Heights too? Like in a cool- No, we were in Rice Military. Okay. But you know, still, I mean- unbelievable screaming deal yeah screaming deal so when we when we decided to live together and we went like sat down and talked and we decided we were going to rent this place i was like i personally would like the master obviously i'm willing to pay more sure and the other two girls were like yeah that's fine i don't care so they actually were more fighting there was three bedrooms and it was two bedrooms on the top floor my master huge enormous bedroom and then like a smaller bedroom mm-hmm. and then on the bot like the middle floor was like our living room kitchen etc and then the bottom floor was like the garage and a bedroom and a bathroom and so they were actually fighting about who's going to get a third floor versus the bottom that nobody wanted the bottom yeah and we drew straws at, oh really yeah like those, so actually those i think two. what we did is we we drew straws and i had first pick and they were Got like, okay. you sh- if you want the master, take the master because neither of us want it. And I was like, okay, cool. So that's what we did. And I paid more. Yep. But honestly, not that Not more. enough. Okay. Honestly, looking back, <laughs> I should have paid so much more because then the guys who live there after us asked our opinion on how to split stuff. And mm. I was like, well, this is what I paid. And they're like, are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, no. I should have been paying probably half the rent and I was paying like... Just over, like just over a third. Type just of thing. over a third. Oh boy, I I I mean, I had a similar situation in New York. I had the railroad apartment. I had I had the bedroom. Yeah. And my buddy John had the closet, which was converted into a bedroom, and I paid a hundred dollars more a month. Yeah. And that's ob- the obvious answer here is monetarily you can figure a lot of these things out. Right. But if like. 
I think that's the way I've always done it. I don't even know if you can roll a dice if you want and leave it up to chance and say, we're all going to pay the same and See, you get the I luck think, of the draw. But I think what we did is most fair. Obviously, if you're in the bigger bedroom or you have the parking spot or whatever, you're paying more. And Correct. Yeah. What the guys who lived there after us did was literally break it down by square footage. Which oh, wow. then made that person with the penthouse like essentially pay half the rent. Mm -hmm. I think they paid a little less than like half, okay. but like not very much. But the way that you pick that can be like a draw a number out of a hat or draw straws or roll a die, whatever. Yeah. Because you should be able to like have an order. Unless somebody is willing to step up and be like, hey, I'm happy to take the smallest bedroom because I want to pay the least. Yep. And there always is usually someone like that. Like usually in every friend group that I've been a part where. Yeah. Especially if you have four. Right. Like there's the, one of the four is going to be like, hey, I, I need I'd to love save to, money. I'd love so, to pay the least here. So right. count me into that one. And and you may have somebody who doesn't care what room they have, but they really want their own bathroom or they don't care what room they have, but they need this parking spot. Yeah. That's an interesting, like the parking spot one especially is interesting because that can be a need. Yeah. As much as a want. And right. so that should be on, like if parking's 50 bucks a month, like the garage spot, like that should be all on one person. That should never be split amongst the Right. And actually the same house that we had, we had a garage and it was a two car garage. Okay. Someone had to park outside. Again, got fixed because one of the girls had an SUV that couldn't fit in the garage. Oh. So right, it was like, well, go. here's the two people who are parking in the garage <laughs> yep, and the other works. person's parking outside by necessity. So like, honestly... It's okay to be selfish. It's okay to like have a conversation yeah. and just say like, here's what I want. And if other people want the same thing that I want, then we're going to do it in a fair way by like drawing straws or whatever. Sure. If you get down to like even kind of pretty much even square footage, like maybe it's a little bit bigger of a bedroom, but it's on a lower floor. So it's right. less desire. Then, then you get to a point where maybe straws or a dice game is... Yeah. Is fair. And you're like, okay, I'm going to live with the results because there's always the option to choose. I'm going to go live somewhere else. You know? Right. Like, that's. I think, I think first you meet and you talk about, you basically rank the bedrooms yep. of like. Pros and cons or who needs what. And or like who what wants each what. Yeah. bedroom is going to pay. If there are four of the exact same bedroom, which mm -hmm. I've yet to come across a partner that's that equal. Yeah. But like you, you kind of decide who's going to pay what. And then if that solves the issue for people because somebody is like i'm willing to pay the most yeah we'll let that solve it but if then once you've ranked them and decided who's going to pay what based on their amenities then you go to the like fair okay here's how we're agreed and you could yeah. even do things like you could start doing the cable situation or internet right where hey i this is tied but i'll pay for this if i get this room and yeah, but I mean, at the same way, time, you're like, you, you could, all, yes, you, could, you can do that, you or you can, like, you can be, guarantee yourself that room with a, an add on, or right. you could leave it at the chance and split internet or whatever right. it might be. So there's a lot of ways to do it, but I haven't done that since since college. And We're it's like okay the, to, like, I, I live with seven other people in the house. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool, though. It was a duplex. Yeah. And yeah, seven, five guys. Or no, excuse me, six guys, two girls, um, and me and my buddy Christian split the attic, and it was awesome. Every, like, when I lived in a house and stuff in college, same situation. It was like, mm -hmm. I'll take this bedroom, and I, I'll pay more because it has its own bathroom. Yeah. Or whatever. 
whatever it is. You just kind of usually there's somebody willing who's who there's always someone who wants to pay the most and there's always someone who wants to pay the least. And so it's easy to weed those people out. It's the people in the middle that like Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. But it's it's a you know, can be a fun conversation to have where you sort of break down the rooms. It's almost yeah. like an NFL draft. You're like, all right, yeah, this, and like, this guy's got good this and that guy's got bad that. And then when it when you do it somewhat fairly, you can't resent each other because like no. you it is what it is. You're gonna live you there for a year or two and yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know what these guys should do though when they move in, Sally? What? They should grab butcher box. Oh, just stock the stock fridge the up with it. Stock the fridge. freezer up with it. Looks like mine right now. My freezer is absolutely filled to the gills with meat because it's not grilling season yet because my freaking apartment complex won't let us grill yet. Really? It's I was going to say it's the, perfect It's closed weather. for the winter still. The pool it's opened like up yesterday. not winter though. I mean, it's I definitely agree. spring in, in four days. And the, the grills should absolutely be open. So if you're listening, uh, blank apartment complex, let's go because I want to grill my butcher box up big time. Meal prepping is difficult, and ButcherBox makes it easy. ButcherBox is a subscription service that takes the guesswork out of finding high-quality meat. I, the other day, where I actually took the time to defrost and whip something together, was uh, the lobsters that I've oh, had for a while. Lobster tails? Lobster tails, and I buttered the frick out of them. And they were fantastic. I tried to make a lobster roll. It didn't turn out great. Uh, but I think that was more pilot error than anything. Yeah, that was your fault. It but the, the lobster's but, fault. But it was not the lobster's fault. Because the, the just the straight up buttered lobster that I made was phenomenal. And then I think it was more about the bun situation that I chose. Yeah. And the slaw. But anyway, that was a butcher box lobster. And they were fantastic. Um, what's your favorite meat, Sally? Right now, I'm like digging a lot of steak, like a fillet. Oh, okay. Well, guess who can provide that? Well, for I you? know, and like this is actually a great time for me because when I was pregnant, I did not want any red meat. Oh, okay. And now I'm just like having a resurgence of loving steak. You went so long without steak, you're just like, I need more red meat in my life. Yeah, steak and a nice maybe glass. Maybe I have of an iron deficiency or glass something. Glass of wine with it. Oh, yeah, money, yeah. and you can get that with ButcherBox delivered to your door every single month. Uh, they come with no antibiotics or ho- added hormones in the meat, and each box contains between 18, or excuse me, 8 to 14 pounds of meat, depending on the box you choose. That's enough for 24 individual meals. It's packed fresh and shipped frozen for convenience. You can save time on your next grocery store trip. Customize your own box or go with one of theirs. Either way, you get exactly what you want. And this is your chance to have, uh, this, excuse me, this is your chance to never have to shop for ground beef again i did meatballs the other night bon me style meatballs on a bed of rice wow oh buddy that's right butcher box is giving new members free ground beef for life plus you get a ten dollar off coupon sign up at butcherbox.com slash mailin and get two pounds of ground beef free in every order for the life of your membership plus a ten dollar off coupon log on to butcherbox.com slash mailin to claim this deal it's free burgers for life, Sally. Next one. Hey, Brett and Sally. Big fan of the show. Thank you. I moved to a new city in August after graduating from college, and I'm ready to start dating. I've tried all the apps with no luck over the past couple months, and I'm thinking about just trying to meet people when my friends and I go out. 
The issue is that it seems that most people that go out in my city tend to just stick to their friend group all night and don't really mingle that much. Do you guys have any tips slash suggestions for how to start up a conversation with a girl slash a group of girls at a bar in a similar social setting? Not a big fan of one-liners or cheesy pickups, more so something genuine that indicates I'm interested in getting to know the other person. Sally, love talking dating on this show. Been a while since we've gone, you know, kind of the, how do you meet a girl? How do you meet a guy? Where are, where do you stand? What's, what's the latest in the dating world? This gives me a lot of um, Houston post-grad vibes. Cause like Ooh. this, what he just described is like exactly how I felt when I moved to Houston. Sure. Like I moved there, I had a good group of friends, but I was single and there are a lot of uh, kind of like not cliques, but friend groups in Houston that stuck together, especially like when they were, you know, 23, 24, 25, really yeah, like, like yeah. really post-grad of like we would go to bars and it'd be like the A&M crew and then like the UT people mm -hmm. and then LSU people. And it's like you may be like mingled a little bit because you saw someone that like maybe they went you went to high school with or like from work or whatever but for the most part people really stuck to their crew and this i'm just getting like i'm having flashbacks of like being at bars in at kirby ice house and there's just your circle in their circle well, like kirby like ice house did not exist at that point oh in my life. what about mcintyre's I don't know what McIntyre's is. Oh, I'm like trying to think of like Royal Oak was one of them. I don't even think that bar exists anymore. Is that a grocery store? Royal, no, Royal Blue. Blue. Uh, I think that place was called Royal Oak. Had like fireplaces and shit, but Ooh. we would like always like be in the same corner. And then you would like go and you'd be like, oh, there's like the fucking A&M kids over there. What about clubbing at Clay? Oh, I mean, Clay did exist. Clay was ripping. Clay. Love Clay. Um. Anyway, so... I do have this exact memory. And the, the thing is that everyone feels the same way. Mm -hmm. Everyone else is like, I love my college friends, but I need to like meet new people. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like of everyone course. feels that way. It's the same thing as like everyone when they get to college is like, I love my high school friends, but I want to meet new people. And mm -hmm. you are forced into it in college because you're at parties and stuff like that. Right. I feel like post-grad Almost feels more intimidating, even though you like just came out of like years of learning how to totally with because it's it's different. You know, you go from pretty much everybody's the same more or less right. to like this. Now there's different jobs and different ages and 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 different sort of social groups and where'd you meet instead of meeting. Oh, I met at like Sigma Chi. Oh, I met at like the PWC. You know, yeah, mixer at. Houston Country Club or what? It's like, oh, okay. So, so I think a couple things here. One, stay on the dating apps. Yeah, of course. I don't, I mean, you don't have to like be on them all the time, but having like kind of a backup almost. Well, it's it's just another like tool in it is your another tool. toolbox, right? Where it shouldldn't be your end all be all and it mm -hmm. shouldn't be totally disregarded. It's worked for. Uh, I mean, some people. Should time. we bring back fucking Gruber? Remember Gruber? You talked. So you did this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Gruber was legit a great way to meet people. Yeah. And it was really low stress because you would go. Yeah. Give people, a give a quick recap for the people who are too young to remember what Gruber is. Gruber was a dating app where basically it was in specific cities, and you would sign up. And you would get matched with another person. And so 
say I match with a guy. I bring two friends and he brings two friends. Mm -hmm. They don't even have to be like on the app. It's just like you and the other person. And they would even like set you up beforehand before the date. Like I think they would like, I mean, you didn't always have to do this, but like two truths and a lie or something like that. Like a fun fact about me, whatever. So that you could see their stuff before you met them. But It wasn't like, I think you could see their picture, but it wasn't really like a dating app where you could like see lots of pictures. You could just like see one picture and you're like, okay, cool. But it was also like low stakes. You're going to a restaurant with six people, Mm -hmm. whatever. And then you kind of just like mingle around. Yeah. Uh, I had several group group dates and they were all hilariously fun. And we like blacked out at most of them. There you go. But it was like a great way to be like, I actually like met a couple guys that way where mm-hmm. it was like, oh, and the other thing is like we would go, we were in Houston, so we'd like go to Little Woodrow's or something and then like one of the guys we were with like ran into some of his friends and then you're talking to other dudes. Like, Absolutely. Honestly, just creating a network and that was, right. Grouper That's, was so good for that but I don't even know if that app exists no, anymore. It, now it's just called Swingers but um, <laughs> what, it, like I was, I was intimidated by this too, especially like I hit a, I hit a moment you know, I don't know if I've really talked about this on this podcast, but where I, I met Caroline early on in mm-hmm. my Austin adventure, call it, and then the pandemic hit. Yeah. So I had a really good, weirdly, like a really good group of Houston friends that were just all Caroline's friends Yeah. and still do. But once the pandemic, you know, we're still fluctuating in and out of it. Right. But like once it sort of relented for the first time, yeah, and I was in Austin, sort of by myself on right. weekends, and like for you and Will were having a child, and yeah, and Dave and Alyssa were having a child, and Dylan, no offense, you know, is thirty eight and has also yeah. has a, a seven year old. So there was a moment like, or and Randy was bit or whatever it was. There was a moment where I was like, oh, I don't have any friends outside yeah. of work and Caroline right now. So I kind of lived this momentarily, and and. You know, the the easiest thing, right, we always say is, like, to meet new people, you go play an intramural sport or you go, like, your coworkers. Or right. You, they kind of always lead to one connection meets another. As I sort of made this concerted effort to say yes to every potential thing. Yeah. And that's, like, that's obvious. That's chalk answer. And I, but it it does help in terms of meeting people and and especially in terms of potential romantic partners. Like I love going to a bar, everybody knows this, and setting up my laptop and doing happy hour. Yeah. And I always, always, always run into one person that I strike up a conversation with who sits next to me and boom, now we have each other's numbers, whether it's a guy, girl, old guy, like old girl I ran into a realtor at Carve the other day who, who shouts to Debbie She's great. And like you just kind of strike up those conversations. But that leads me to my point of when it comes to a romantic thing, I'm not a cheesy one-liner guy, you know, pickup artist either who can just walk up to a group of girls and say, hi, I'm Brett. I right. never have been able to do that. I've always needed a third party something, whether it's a right. person, whether it's an activity, or whether it's a bartender. Yeah. So if I can bounce a comment off the bartender commenting on a girl next to me at a bar. Yeah. That's it's sort of you know call it the triangle method. Where, yeah, we talked about this yeah, last episode. Where actually. you basically are introducing multiple people to sort of cut the tension between two people, and that has worked for me in the past. Or whether it's in college, it's a group project, or in college, it's a uh, 
you know, it's a, it's an activity, right? Where you're, there's a reason to talk to somebody about more than just like, hi, I'm Brett, what's your yeah. name? And I think that's something that's worked for me big time, especially if I don't know the person or it's a group yeah. venture, you know, it's have you met Ted kind of thing. But I think most people struggle with this, like as extroverted as you might think you are, it's really hard to just walk we talked about this last episode just like walk up to a random person yeah, and, and especially in, a, in an age them. where it's it's i think it's sort of less acceptable to be especially in post-grad life you know people it can come off as creepy quickly if you're not careful right but here's here's how i feel now being older and hopefully wiser i look back at that now and i'm like I, i've never there are there's no interaction. There's actually one single interaction that I remember from Houston mm -hmm. that I like left a bad taste in my mouth. Every okay. other guy who like came up to me and offered to buy me a drink, either like I turned down because mm -hmm. I was like not into it. I was like, oh, thank you so much, but I'm here with friends, you know, mm -hmm. or or like accepted the drink, talked to him for 20 minutes, and then like we parted ways, or maybe we went on a date or whatever. Like, yeah. but there's no like I have very little memory of being like getting offered a drink being like that guy was such a weirdo how dare he like no mm -hmm. one no one's ever like no one's ever overthinking it like that like if anything they're like gonna politely turn you down sure yeah and that's 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 fine or or they're like oh that's so nice of course and then like you talk to them and if it leads somewhere great but like no one's going home and being like how dare that guy talk to me the only interaction i remember actually mm -hmm. at royal oak actually this guy bought me a drink we talked for like 10 minutes mm -hmm. And I like thought he was going to ask for my number and he was like, okay, you want to get out of here? And I was like, oh, oh, no, I'm like with friends. He was like, so I just bought you drink for nothing. Oh, and like that to me, worst type of, I was like, uh, yeah, person, you did. Person. And now I'm like concerned that it's drugs. So I'm leaving and finding my friend yeah. right now. Like as long as you're not doing that mm -hmm. and a terrible human being in general, no one's going to be upset if you like approach them. And buy them a drink. And I think about that now. And I'm like, I wish that I knew then what I know now, which is like everyone is struggling with this confidence. And yeah, everyone like, is. Uh, I think about all the girls that are at bars with their friends being like, I wish somebody would come talk to me. That is not a, like. Is that really like a pervasive thought? Yes. Like I feel like being, being a girl post-grad like when I was in Houston is like you're with your friends maybe some of them have boyfriends but you're single and you're like I, w I would love if like we talked to that group of guys yeah but then I, I I at the time like didn't want to be the girl who was like going up to dudes so I was like okay well I guess I'm just gonna like hang here with my friends like most girls are absolutely fine with being talked to like uh, again if you're not being creepy or like way too forward or like you know, sleazy or cheesy, but like sure, yeah. if you're polite and asked to buy someone a drink, the worst they're going to tell you is no. Yep. That's very fair. So you're saying the world needs more shot shooters and like golden retriever personalities. Yeah. And you know what? I wish that I would have been like that. Me like too. I think about I, that I just, now. I'm like, yeah. what was I so scared of? Like what are people like, I wish I could, I hope that I can instill that in my own children mm -hmm. because I didn't have that confidence in myself, in my like, early 20s and i think about that now and even now like i have to remember when i'm at places be like 
just go up and say hi. What is the fucking worst thing that can happen? That's that. You know what? That is really true. And I think it's very hard for a lot of people to get out of their own way. Yeah. Because I, I still don't. And you know, it's funny as I become very good friends with like Randy's buddies. Shouts to yeah. Omar and the boys to the point where I, we, I can very much go out with them without Randy, no offense, and have, have a blast. Randy's but like, what the hell? They say, and they say Randy is great for being in a bar and especially like trying to interact with a new group of girls. Yeah. Because Randy is a golden retriever and he has no problem going up and saying, hey, like I'm Randy or like doing, you know, something funny or, or, and I think it's awesome to have that guy or girl in the group who is yeah. that golden retriever personality. Surround yourself with that person. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's going to make, your life easier if you don't maybe you don't have the confidence or maybe your social anxiety or something like that which a lot of people don't and that makes it easier too and that's what i said the third party yeah. always helps will and i were at a wedding a couple months ago and our it was it was a girl that i went to to crna school with and um she our other friend from crna school like brought her daughter who's like 14 and this other kid walked up to her daughter and was like this like kid and was like, yeah. hi, I'm Jonathan. You look to be my age. And I think that we're the only kids at this party. Actually, they were probably like 11 or 12. Okay. He was like, do you want to hang out with me? And she was like, uh, sure. He's like, cool. I'm going to go over here and like draw. Do you want to like, <laughs> <laughs> and like Will and I, and then my friend Heather and her husband were all like staring at each other. And we were like, that kid is the most confidence I've ever seen. Like that is what we should all strive to be yeah. like. Like, he just shot his shot. She was like, sure, that sounds great. Like, we were like, that's fucking awesome. Like, that's so funny. I, I love this kid. A lot of kids are like that. Like, when do we lose that? I think you lose that when you like start being beaten down by the rest of the world and like <laughs> you start yeah. watching and, like media and like you see on TV that people like get made fun of or turned down or whatever in a TV show. And then you like learn you become that that's a, a behavior that you're supposed to like may happen to you. Mm hmm. It's like the inherent nihilism of the world just yeah. creeps in at like 10. It just beats you down. <laughs> beats you down until you die. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome to Earth. Got to oh, fun quickly. one. Fun one right there, Sally. So yeah, just be a golden retriever. That's my advice. Yeah. What's up, gang? I want to travel more, but I'm pretty inexperienced when it comes to the planning and budgeting side of things. I've flown often enough, but always as a member of a group through a school trip or something like that. What all goes in to planning a solo trip? And what tips do you have for getting the most out of a weekend visit to a new city? In particular, is there anything to look for or avoid with booking flights and hotels? Thanks and love you guys. Plenty uh, of group trip talk on this podcast, Sally, but how about solo trip podcast? We kind of talked about this last week too about um because work conferences right but here are my like if you're taking a solo trip and it's going to be over a weekend Mm -hmm. i like the take a non-stop flight situation of course so we're actually will and i were just talking about like we want to do something memorial day weekend we're like well if we're gonna go anywhere it needs to be somewhere with a non-stop flight because i don't want to spend like most of my weekend trying to travel to yep. get some destination. That's fair. Obviously, if you have more time to play with, you can like go a little bit out of bounds and, you know, fly in somewhere and drive somewhere or you can take a connecting flight. But if you don't have that much time to work with, 
pick a city that's easier to get to so that you can just take a nonstop flight. So like mm-hmm. a great easy way to start is like some city that's got young f- people, good scene, whatever. Like I'm just spitballing off the top of my head here. Like Chicago, Nashville, DC, LA, whatever. Austin. That's like Austin. Um, that's got a good scene of just a lot going on. Of course. Um, number two, if you're doing a hotel, I mean, we get, we get, um, hit up all the time for stuff like asking about Austin recommendations. Yeah. Um, so my other suggestion for, in terms of like booking a trip is like, once you've decided what your location is going to be, then, or the city you're going to is like to like crowdsource recommendations. So great way to do that is like either your friends or, uh, the members of the fandom of this yeah, podcast this, this is my, by the way this is my idea for like a, an entire platform of wash media is basically city by city guides crowdsourced from people that live there yeah um or That's a, a free, great free one is IP like instagram like yeah put up a comment box and be like has anybody been to nashville like where should i stay what should i eat mm-hmm. like the internet can be great for shit like that like of course because- and you don't want to you don't need to go on yelp and find like every where every 40 year old person goes for beers and brings their kids there's right. like there's there's such an, a market for where do i go at 24 on, on a solo trip on a bit of a budget yeah that like currently doesn't really exist well the internet can be really overwhelming it can be so useful but it can be really overwhelming so when especially when you're booking stuff for a city you've never been to I think sometimes the internet internet can be a little detrimental when you like tee off if you don't know where to look. Absolutely. And like you said, if you're like solely going off of Yelp, you have to think about who are the people who comment on shit on Yelp. Like, so Mm -hmm. think about the audience of like what is like using the website you're looking (laughs) at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like one of my number one, like I love when we're going somewhere to like book out restaurants. Like I- sure. We'll book out every meal, a reservation just in case so that like I have an option no matter what we do. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, and I don't even know if this is like a cool website or not. I use Eater all the time. Eater's great. Yeah. Because I feel like I trust most of those people mm-hmm. and, and recommendations. But then I've recently even gotten more into like just asking a friend or like this is so embarrassing. <laughs> But I fucking love Dumois and oh boy. like the, she's or he, I don't know if it's a boy or girl, whoever is running Dumois has like basically started this thing of like picking cities. I mean, mostly where celebrities are like yeah, New York, yeah. LA, whatever, where people are like writing in like where all the like hotspots are mm-hmm. like, that's a great way too. So like finding some sort of like account that you have to be able to trust what people are saying and a big thing for me is like if I find something that has a lot of sponsor content, I am like less likely to trust it. Yeah, for sure. Because I'm like, are you really into this restaurant or are you just sponsored by this restaurant? Correct. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And there's like when it comes to the planning side of this thing, it it I'd, I'd say a good rule of thumb is to have one thing booked or planned a day. Yeah. And to keep yourself relatively loose. Yeah. Um. Otherwise, because a lot of a city has a lot of of good to offer regardless. And the other point I wanted to make on that front is when it comes to a hotel or a lodging situation, if you're an active person who wants to be exploring, maybe save on the hotel right. and spend on the places. Now, if you're a person who's going to a new city, maybe to do a little more relaxation, 
maybe you splurge a bit on the hotel right and spend some time there at the spa or with yourself and kind of a like a you know a recharge restore uh-huh. sort of trip um uh, so kind of I, I think you have to decide which kind of trip you want is it going to be active and exploratory or is it going to be a recharge relaxed kind of trip and i think your hotel kind of starts that journey for you you know how else i pick hotels i mean one of uh, i've talked about this a lot we use a travel agent now which Mm -hmm. i like wholeheartedly did not believe in until like the last year or two sure we use a travel agent before the pandemic um when we went to london scotland and that's Mm -hmm. like when i really became a believer because that before that, I was like, I can book this stuff by myself. And yeah. we still, when we just go to like a city or something, I don't like ask Katie to book that for us because like she's got sure like. Yeah. But when I want a trip and like want activities and stuff like that and recommendations, I go to her. So that's always an option too. But I will book hotels based on the hotel bar. <laughs> you didn't no argument from me I there because that is my love, favorite thing. To like do. we're like talking about. We were going to be in London for a couple of days in September and we like love one of the hotels we went to there and we probably will go back mm-hmm. because it's a great hotel, but it also has an amazing hotel bar. But I'm like, should we test out some other places? I love, love sitting in a hotel bar. Love it. Sally, like you're on speaking a trip, my language. like when you get in, you like go to the hotel bar when you come in at night and you've like had dinner or whatever, especially like a solo yeah. trip, like sitting in a hotel bar is a great way to meet people or like mm-hmm. no one's going to really bother you or you could talk to people like people can like tell by what your vibe is of if course. you want to be spoken to or not. And everybody has a story at a hotel bar. Right. There's and like usually the, the bartenders are awesome. Yeah. So I will legit choose a place. Like based on reviews of the hotel bar or like a great, like any travel website. Like I think I was on Condé Nast the other day, like looking at like London best hotel bars. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. This is going to help me decide where I'm going. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like listicle places like that where I can Mm -hmm. get recommendations because I think that's like one of my favorite activities on vacation. Sally, you are going to get zero argument for me because I totally agree. And it's, it's monopoly money. Yeah. I'll put it on room 418. And that's guess, such a bad way to think about it, but it's so true. It's so true. Like, just don't even. It doesn't even compute in your yeah, brain. Zero computation. That, your card, that like we really do. Will and I will add a couple hundred dollars to whatever budget we are doing for the hotel. Yeah, being like, okay, we're that. gonna spend on incidentals. <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. And I, I could not agree more. It's so I'm, I'm sure some people would be like, that's lame. Like, go to another bar. Like. No, that sometimes I, like, the hotel I legit, bar. Like love hotel bars in yeah. Austin. Austin Proper's oh, bar is yeah. like one of my favorite bars in the city, hands down. That's a that's a twenty one dollar espresso martini for the boys. But I'll tell you but what. But I like it, the people good. watching is amazing. Yes, They're like yes, I'll have yeah. one cocktail and like coast for the whole night because mm-hmm. like the vibes and the people watching are amazing. Very good vibes. Very 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 good vibes. There's also the uh, the new bar. I think it's called Corinne uh-huh. by the new JW. Really Did we cool. go there after Micah's wedding? Did we meet y'all there? No, we met at Foxy's. Yeah, you're right. I, I mean, it, it might have been. I I know. No, we we met at Foxy's. Okay. I think. Okay. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, hotel bars are the best. I, one more tip I wanted to do include in this question though is that don't feel guilty about not doing things. Yeah. In a new, so you don't need to be like, go go go. I need to be here. I need to see the public library. I need to do this. I need to do that. Yeah. Like New York, you can find yourself being like, oh, if, if not like out and about doing things I, i'm i'm wrong here or something something's wrong with my trip i'm not spent i'm not making the most of my money it's like well you are you're you're recharging yourself you're exploring a new place and 
and experiencing new things, whether you're walking a street right. or in an in-depth conversation with the part to like. And something that you want to do may not be something that other people, other people care about. And that's okay too. Yeah. It doesn't have to be all over Instagram for you to have a good vacation solo trip. Right. Like when we, we went to New York a couple of years ago for a wedding, Will was like, we had like a brunch planned and he was like, I don't care what we do before this brunch. We have to go to the ALG store. Like I just have to go. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, we'll do that. Like sure. probably not on a lot of people's lists, but like that's what we did. It was a great time. But that I think also is a great way or like method of crowdsourcing is being like, hey, do I need to do this very tour? Like, do I need to go to the bean? Like, <laughs> and, and take someone a picture like, of my reflection. Absolutely in the bean. not. Yeah. Like, everyone has something in their city that like they're known for, but like no one's actually doing. Like, who's actually going to the Statue of Liberty? The uh, the the wings in Nashville where you yeah. take the picture, or the pink wall in I LA. Mean, like, LA. people were like talking about. Seeing the bats in Austin, I was like, I have lived here my whole life. I've never never seen the bats. Seen the bats never in my entire bats. life. You don't need to see the bats. No, most people like already know that like that's like you know what's super touristy in a city, aka the Bean. But like there are are also like restaurants that somebody can tell you like, hey, do not do that. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. wait is going to be so long. Actually, this place down the street is so much better. Franklin Barbecue. Yeah, heard just of saying, Blacks. Just, just saying. saying. Just saying. You don't need to go there. There's plenty of good barbecue. Anyway. Hey, I'm jealous. I want to go on a solo trip now. I just want to go on any trip. Yeah, I'm going to Florida uh, Friday. Nice. Wedding, though. Where in Florida? Naples. Oh, nice. Should Are you flying into uh, Fort Myers? Uh, I am. RSW? Yes. RSW, baby. And then I'm flying out of Punta Gorda, direct to Austin, though. Wait, what airline? Allegiant. Oh. Well, sneaky trick. Little sneaky trick Sunday night flight. Have you so, flown Allegiant before? Have not. Could get interesting. Could get interesting. Do you have to pay to like carry on a bag? I think I have to pay to to put pants on on the aircraft. Like <laughs> they're like, oh, you're a sweatshirt. Yeah, come yeah, on, give yeah, me yeah. give me money for that. Yeah, thirty five dollar uh, carry on. And you yep. fly into like the weird terminal of Austin. Oh, the South Terminal. I know. Yeah. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to walk home. I don't land until 1130. There's going to be no Ubers going to the South Terminal. Yeah. Well, Austin. somebody will come get you. Somebody will come pick me up. Maybe Randy. He's nope. already shaking his head now. He said no. Cool. Hey, guys. In honor of St. Patty's Day this week, what is your best or worst holiday or holiday party story? Did y'all ever have any St. Patty's Day bar crawls that got out of hand? And am I too old to go to the one this year? Randy says he's what not too is old. Your, what is your worst holiday party story? Uh, I passed out and threw up under the Christmas tree senior year of college wearing your, uh, a sweater where two reindeer were humping each other on a present using it as a pillow. Cute. That's not really fun, but I went to one SantaCon. I, I'd never do that again. I have two. Okay. Um, they're both bad. Oh, boy. <laughs> one is particularly bad. One's more like I wouldn't call it. Um, a holiday so much as like, well, like St. Patrick's Day slash March Madness in Vegas. Sure, yeah, okay. that, that all counts. People wearing green. Yeah. So number one is we when I lived in Houston, we would do something on Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. Um, it was like it was a friendsgiving, but it wasn't. We literally just called it like the night before Thanksgiving, and we would go to yeah. this place in Houston 
called BRC, which stood for Big Red Cock. It had like a huge, giant red rooster gotcha. um, okay. sculpture outside. I don't think it exists anymore. RIP BRC. Yes. So we would have dinner, like a big group of people. That it was like kind of like our Sunday night dinner crew. Mm-hmm. And um, we basically what we would do is um, – we all were at this like long table drinking wine and we would do, I can't remember what we, how we played, but we were playing this game that like you would say the, like the, whoever said the like lowest number had yeah. to drink a, like a, a King's cup of wine. Ooh. And so you would play like with like the different sides of the table. And then you'd like the two losers of that side had each side had to play each other. This sounds uh, very suspiciously like a game. Listen to this game where everybody had a beer at a table, a round table uh, at a ski lodge and a dealer would pass out a card. Yeah. And whoever had the the lowest card had to drink. It was essentially like that. <laughs> it's like a terrible game, but, but we we'd were all like, Oh yeah. So we like, I lost a couple times but then I, what really put me over the edge was like losing and having to drink the giant King's, yeah, cup, King's cup of like, yep. like Pinot Grigio that was like filled to the brim. And the, the, like, as time is going on, like the dinner's just getting more and more debaucherous. We like all went around and like said we were, were thankful for or whatever. Oh, well, boy. I, like, I'm thankful for, um, <laughs> fully blacked out, like bad. And, oh, um, no. we, we walked, we walked back to, it was like in Rice Military. Like the restaurant was really close to my house at the time. Sure. And it was really, we were down the street from the friends that we hung out with like every Sunday. Mm-hmm. So we walked back to their house and my friend, Billy, accused me of like losing his car keys. Oh no. And I was like, I, he like had handed me his car keys at one point to like put in my purse or something. And then on the oh, walk boy. home, he like couldn't find them and I couldn't find them. Okay. And I didn't remember him giving them to me to put in the purse. So like he like was like, I can't get into my car. And I was like, I don't know where your keys are. So I like was trying to call a locksmith to come like help me get into the car at like Boy. 2 a.m. to like help look for the keys that were possibly locked in Billy's car. This is all a moot point because he wasn't even going to drive. He was like spending the night and I was going to walk home and go to my house sure. and then drive to Austin the next morning for Thanksgiving. Oh boy. So – I couldn't find them. I walk home. I'm like feeling really bad about myself. I got in a huge fight with my sister because like I was hammered. She was clearly not. <laughs> the next morning, I'm like so hungover. I have to drive to Austin and I'm like texting Billy. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I lost your keys. He was like, what are you talking about? They're in my pocket. I was like, oh, I just spent <laughs> so much time. I like 2 a.m. blacked out of my mind trying to like find your stupid keys mm-hmm. that you had in your pocket the whole time. Thanks a lot. But it was honestly really just such bad hangover anxiety because my sister and I got in that huge fight and then we had to drive back to Austin together the next day. Yep. I was very hungover and she was so pissed at me. Oh, man. For like basically yelling at her when I was black out. Yeah. I, hey, I, I, the long drive thing, I'm really, I'm really, uh, that reminded me Christmas Eve, Eve. So the 23rd. Yeah. Driving to Rochester the next day. So four hour drive from Saratoga. Christmas Eve Eve, we decided to get blackout yeah. for a Christmas party. Saratoga High School kids. Uh, we're coming back from college, so we're probably 20 at this time. Yeah. And I slept on a couch in my clothes sitting up. That's how blackout I was. Uh, just all bud heavies. And when you drink, like, 
that many butt heavies the next morning is almost worse than yeah the the night before drunk puke wise because I threw up like eleven times on my way to Rochester. That's horrible. Pulling over on the throughway and just out the window. Not good. I didn't have much to drink at family uh, Christmas Eve dinner that night. My other story is a St. Patrick's Day story, actually. So it was St. Nice. Patrick's Day, um, the Thursday that we got in to Vegas for March Madness. Okay. The best and, weekend to go to Vegas. And we were, we were, as me and my friend, and we had, we were sitting at a sports book, like watching basketball by sure. ourselves. And like a couple guys started talking to us. They seemed nice. And they were like, do you want to go to SDK with us for dinner tonight? And we're like, oh, sure. We have no plans. We're single, whatever. Damn. So we're like, okay, cool. Like free dinner. Sounds great. Yeah. So they're like, okay, cool. Uh, let's meet at the win at whatever time. And so we like exchange numbers, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we go to the win. And the two guys, I mean, they're like nice. They like, so they meet us in the casino and they're like, um, hey, so glad you're here. Uh, our friend, Trut, his name was Trut. Come on. Trut invited some girls too. And we're like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. <laughs> and he's like, uh, okay, see what you think. And like, we all get in a limo to go to SDK together. Oh, no. And it's us, these two guys, their friend Trot, who's like a total dirtbag, and three prostitutes. No way. <laughs> Me and my friend were like, Look at the Irish. I was like, do they think that we're prostitutes? Oh my God. And I was like, they clearly don't. Cause like they like we, <laughs> we were like stressed so so different. I was like, oh no. So we go to dinner. It's actually really fun, but we get hammered and I after like a couple seafood towers, et cetera, spilled a glass of red wine all over my white outfit. Oh. Like I'm wearing like a white silk top and a white Zara skirt. Yep. And I went into the bathroom with my friend and I was like, it kind of looks like I'm just like wearing a tie-dyed outfit, right? And she's like, absolutely. You look oh. fine. That's how drunk I was that like the next day I like thought, I was like, oh, this just looks tie-dyed. It did not look tie-dyed. No. It looked like I had spilled a whole glass of red wine all over my white outfit. Oh my it God. It was not good. Oh my God. But on the bright side, you... that was like a very debaucherous weekend in Vegas. That weekend on Sunday, this is why you always take the early flight home because we took the like six o'clock PM flight out of Vegas and I have mm. never had scaries that bad. And I tweeted about having oh, Sunday boy. scaries. And Will from his Sunday scaries Twitter liked my tweet. And that's how I figured out what Sunday scaries was. And that was the and beginning. I stalked of... him for a year. And that's how we met. Wow. Look! Look so, at Randy's little really, sm- wow. Really, we all have Trut to thank. Moral of the Will. story: Thank you, St. Patrick's Day, the NCAA, and Trut. Trut and the prostitutes. Trut and the Has prostitutes. I not that had sounds the like worst a cover hangover, band. anxiety, and scaries of my life. I would have never. Wow, folks, that's why you listen till fifty nine twelve in the podcast, is because you get the when get scaries the met story. Sally. Yeah, story. Yeah. Shouts to Trut. Hope he's doing well. I doubt it. He's a degenerate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he is. I hope Trut and those prostitutes had a good night. Oh, man. What? Oh, wow. What a story. Yeah. And then when are you too old for SantaCon? 
I don't know. Like when or when or St. Patty's Day when your hangovers last for two days. Oh, that's a great. Okay, if you get two day hangovers, you're too old for cons. Wait, Whether when you Santa know that Patty. you're going out on St. Patrick's Day on Saturday, and that you know your Monday is still going to be awful, you're too old to be doing the bar, bar crawl. Look at that. That's a great way to put it because there's no age. It's it's more of a feel. Yeah. Huh. I love it. I love it. Which means I am very much too right. Old. Like a great time to party for St. Patrick's Day is when you like parlay your hangover on Sunday into mm-hmm. a brunch, and then you go home and like you had a fun weekend. Yeah. But when you <laughs> when you're partying Saturday and it's lasting all the way to Monday, oh. that's not good. The Santa Cons, man, like New York and and Saratoga Santa Cons and Boston St. Patty's Day, when you go watch the parade, I did them all once. I was like, I'm never ever doing these again because SantaCon especially you're in line for more than you're at the bars yeah and it's just miserable randy have you done saint patrick's day in chicago randy's done saint patty's day chicago yeah i had a lot of friends who did that i'm all set i'm I'm good on cons and i never did it and i'm like you do it once yeah i think you're done after that i've done one saint patty's river and you're done oh no thanks i don't i don't doesn't appeal i can't hear anything it's too loud I have a two-day hangover. The bars are too packed. There's, you drink beer at both of them, so You're you can't washed, go to the bathroom. I, I mean, even when I was like 24, I was like, well, I am beyond. I'll go to the bar. See, that's the thing, though. Like, people are like, oh, you're lame. You don't do cons. I'm at the bars on Tuesdays, guys. Yeah. Like, I'm at, the, I'm literally going out five days okay. a week, most weeks, and just you guys can have SantaCon Saturday. Is SantaCon like a big Northeast thing? Because like I've never Very been to a SantaCon. Thing. Oh yeah, New York City is like, like I don't I don't know that Austin has a SantaCon. I don't know. I definitely don't think that they do. Yeah, Saratoga has a SantaCon, and uh, I'll do I'll do some fests like they have Chowder Fest, where you sample chowder from every restaurant in the city, and just drink a bunch. Yeah, that's cool. But yeah, no, but in see, terms like, of in terms of like bar crawls where there's thousands of people involved, I, I'm I'm giving up the game. I'm retired. Yeah, Randy's R. not. R. Randy, Randy can't wait for the next bar crawl. St. Patrick's Day is tomorrow. Well, he already the did day it. this is coming out. Yeah, he already did the one from last weekend. Are they not? Is St. Patrick's Day like not this weekend? It's no, no. Did you see? It was last week. They always weekend. do it the week before. I was like, I didn't get that. It's it's way too way too before St. Patty's Day to see green all over the TL. Yeah. It's, like it's March 11th. Yeah. Anyway. Any shower thoughts before we get out of here, Sal? No, I'm just like wondering, like what, like what person in China is like listening to like everything that's happening in my house right now from that cactus Ooh. that I bought. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if uh, yeah, I wonder how long it's going to take for me to get. Uh, let's see, I'm going to go through this quick. See if I get any ice cream cake. Bloomberg Business, uh, Ralph Lauren fragrances, Triscuits. No, I think I think it's going to take a little while. Okay, we'll like keep us updated. I will keep you updated. I will screenshot and send your way. Okay, and I need great. to see a video of this dancing cactus. I'll send. I'll show you right now. That'll, that'll do it for the mail, and Sally, where can the people find you? Sally DeFreeze on Instagram and Twitter. I am Brad Merriman at Schmerriman on both. Subscribe to the podcast. Give us a five star rating, please. Maybe a review. Tell a friend about it. Hit the hotline number eight 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 three six two M A I L. That's 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Mail In Podcast. And we'll see you all uh, next week. Bye.